Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. And, man, do we have a, a lot going on. I will say this, ladies and gentlemen. That uh, today is the day that we're going to have to roll up our sleeves as a uh, as a talk show, and I don't care if you are listening to us in Ocala, Florida, or Salem, Oregon. We need all of you to pick up the phone and call your elected lawmakers today on Capitol Hill. Your uh, representative, your two senators, give them a call and tell them to vote no on this insane border bill that Senator James Langford has concocted along with Chucky Schumer. And we've had Senator Langford as a guest on this uh, program a number of times. And I'm not sure what the senator is thinking here. I know that uh, he's been out there uh, complaining about people misrepresenting his bill. And so I decided, you know what, I want to give the guy a, a fair shake. So I uh, I downloaded the bill yesterday and I, I read through the bill, 300-some-odd pages. And I will tell you, uh, we're just going to go through some of the nuggets here, but let me just say right out of the gate, this is nothing more than an amnesty bill for illegals. That's all it is, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why this has to be stopped. This legislation does absolutely nothing to stop the flow of illegals across the border. As a matter of fact, the bill would allow up to 5,000 illegals to walk across our border every day. By the way, Senator Langford says that's not in there. Well, it is in there. And all you need to do is search for the word 5,000 or search for the number 5,000 and you will see it for yourself. We, I took a screenshot of it and posted it on the Twitter feed. Interesting to know that because of this bill, Ukraine is getting more money than the United States Marine Corps. As a matter of fact, $60 billion, that's how much money is earmarked for Ukraine in this bill. Only $650 million for the American border wall. Israel getting billions of dollars in funding to protect their borders. So here's my question, and we will open up the phone lines here on this. But here's my question. Why is Ukraine's border more important than America's? Why is Israel's border more important than America's? Why are we more concerned about helping people protect their borders than our very own border? This makes no sense at all. 
No sense at all. So look, we did the math. 1.8 million illegals a year. That's how many that they will knowingly let into the country. 1.8 million a year. Not only that, you, the good taxpayers, you people listening to us right now in Gainesville, Georgia, Bartlesville, Oklahoma, you will have to cover the cost of the immigration lawyers. You will also be funding radical pro-immigration groups. This is what the Republican leadership in the U.S. Senate came up with. Now, Speaker Mike Johnson, to his credit, said this thing is dead on arrival in the House of Representatives. But you're going to be getting a lot of you're going to be getting a lot of spin in the mainstream media, right? So the drive-by media folks, they're going to come in and they're going to say, "Well, this is really all about uh, the Republicans wanting to be able to campaign on the border issue." That's not true. Just that is simply not true. And by the way, I would encourage you to go and read the bill for yourself. We've got it over at ToddSterns.com. But this is absolutely insane. So Senator Langford is out there saying, well, um, it's uh, people are just, they're, they're just not giving me a chance here. Cut number two. Yeah, the challenge that Senator Cruz has and a bunch of other folks is they're still waiting to be able to read the bill on this. And this has been our great challenge of being able to fight through the final words to be able to get the bill text out so people can hear it. Right now, there's Internet rumors is all that people are running on. It would be absolutely absurd for me to agree to 5,000 people a day. This bill focuses on getting us to zero illegal crossings a day. There's no amnesty. It increases the number of Border Patrol agents. It increases asylum officers. It increases detention beds so we can quickly detain and then deport individuals. It ends catch and release. It focuses on additional deportation flights out. It changes our asylum process so that people get a fast asylum screening at a higher standard and then get returned back to their home country. This is not about letting 5,000 people in a day. This is the most misunderstood section of this proposal. Let me tell you briefly what it is. Uh, In the last four months, we've had seven days. In four months, we've had seven days uh, that we had less than 5,000 people. This is set up for if you have a rush of people coming at the border, the border closes down, no one gets in. This is not this is not someone standing at the border with a little clicker saying, I'm going to let one more in, we're at 4,999, and then it has to stop. It is a shutdown of the border, and everyone actually gets turned around. Okay. That's the focus that we have right now, is how do we actually intervene in this administration and turn people around, not let people in? Okay, so... He actually said this um, uh, just uh, this morning on Fox and Friends, and yet we have screenshotted where it actually does say that they will allow up to 5,000 illegals or more or more uh, to cross the border. So he is being less than honest here. And I don't know if he's mistaken or if this is intentional, but I'm telling you, it Behind the scenes, and by the way, uh, Fox is trying to sell this. A kill meet on Fox and Friends says that, well, Langford is a true true blue conservative. He's not a true red conservative. He says you don't get elected in Oklahoma if you're not a conservative. Well, that's true. But right now, Senator Langford is looking like a rhino traitor. That's what it's looking like here. I, I don't know what's going through the guy's mind. By the way, um, our friend Henry Rogers over at Daily Caller says 
that a Mike Lee staffer just blew up at the GOP conference comms meeting and stormed out. Among other invectives against the bill, he said Senator Langford might not want to get reelected, but the rest of their bosses do. And apparently that, that line was met by thunderous applause. I'm telling you, folks, it is a, a serious situation right now up on Capitol Hill. Now, we understand from Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, that this bill is going to be dead on arrival in the House, cut number four, Speaker Langford talking about that. Here's what uh, Speaker Johnson said. I have seen enough. This bill is even worse than we expected. It won't come close to any of the border catastrophe the president has created. As the lead Democrat negotiator proclaimed, under this legislation, the border never closes. If this bill reaches the House, it will be dead on arrival. Your thoughts? Yeah, un- unfortunately, he would step out and be able to say that right away before, obviously, he had had a chance to be able to read it as well and to be able to go through it. The key aspect of this, again, is are we as Republicans going to have press conferences and complain the border's bad and then intentionally leave it open? After the worst month in American history in December, now we've got to actually determine, are we going to just complain about things or are we going to actually address and to change as many things as we can? If we have the shot, and it's amazing to me, if, if I go back two months ago and say we had the shot under a Democrat president to dramatically increase detention beds, deportation flights, lock down the border to be able to change the asylum laws, to be able to accelerate the process. No one would have believed it. And now no one actually wants to be able to fix it and says, I don't want to even debate it. I don't want to discuss it. We have to decide as Republicans, what are we going to actually do about the border? Leave it open or actually leave it closed? So there you go. Uh, the, The senator invited on to Fox News to try and sell this. But, uh, folks, it stinks. It just stinks. The only thing that you need to know is that this does not secure the border, and it doesn't shut down the border. Illegals are still going to be coming across, and it's going to cost you a whole lot more money. By the way, there, we've got a, a, a story we're working on out of New York City. So New York City launching a $53 million pilot program, and get this, it's going to provide cash to illegal alien families. So they're going to get a prepaid credit card, and they're going to be able to use that credit card to buy what the mayor calls culturally relevant diets. And so based on who's been coming across the border, looking like uh, Kung Pao chicken and uh, gorditas. Uh, There's going to be a lot of people buying Chinese. As a matter of fact, we've got a story. Where is that story? I think we've got the... uh, (laughs) Oh, yes, there is a story about the number of people coming across the border, and uh, most of these people are actually from China. So we'll play that uh, audio a little bit later on. But I'm telling you, folks, we are living in an America last America. You don't matter. To give you an illustration here, the price tag for just housing and feeding the illegals in New York City, and that's about 150000 And New York City is a sanctuary city, so they have to do this. It's about $12 billion over the next three years. That's your tax money, folks, your tax money. And I would be willing to wager that many people living in, living in the Bronx, Queens, Staten Island, the working class neighborhoods and and boroughs of New York City. 
I would be willing to say that a lot of those people are living paycheck to paycheck. I'd be willing to say that a lot of them probably can't afford credit cards. Maybe they don't even qualify for a credit card. And yet the illegals are getting credit cards and the hardworking people of the Queens and Bronx and Staten Island are paying for those. I'd be willing to say that many of those hardworking people, the blue-collar workers of New York City, they've never set foot, much less spent the night, in one of those highbrow, fancy, whoop-de-doo hotels. Very beautiful, very nice hotels that are now housing these illegal aliens. Paid for by the hardworking tax dollars of these blue-collar workers in New York City. You, you understand now here, folks, that's what America last looks like. Your kids are going to be going without. That's that's what this is all about. All right, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. From the New York Times bestselling author Eric Metaxas comes a riveting new film, Letter to the American Church. The film explores the parallels between 1930s Nazi Germany, Mao and Stalin regimes, and the infiltration of cultural Marxism in America today. The church's decision to stay out of politics undermines the very message of the gospel and its power to transform human existence. Metaxas issues an urgent call to the church, stay silent and abandon its mission of proclaiming liberty or stand up to the forces of evil. Join Eric and several leading voices of today as they explain how America and the church are at the precipice of destruction and need to wake up and take action. Don't miss this film streaming February 8th on Epoch TV, part of Epoch Times. Visit LetterToTheAmericanChurch.com for more. Yeah, Trump's, Trump says this thing is is simply horrendous, and I, I completely agree with him. Uh, let's uh, go to the phone lines here, 901-260-5926. Let's uh, start the day with James in North Carolina, WTKF is our station. Hi, James, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Um, Trump offered a solution for the dreamers and so that some of these people could become legal and the Democrats turned it down because Trump was the one that offered it. And if I was a Republican, I would bring that up all the time, okay? And um, they shouldn't take this deal. If it's a bad deal, they should shut the border down. I do not understand. How many people can we take? Should we take 100 million people? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? It's look. It's it's a great question, and it's one that no one will answer. Uh, not a single rhino, not a single Democrat. They will not answer that question, and that has to be that has to be addressed. And the, and the answer, well, they know the answer. They're just not going to tell you, James. But they want they want enough illegals in this country. They want to flood the nation with cheap labor. And then they want all of these people reliant upon the federal government for every single thing, whether it's food, clothing, housing. It's it's really appalling. But this is what the literal takeover and the transformation of America from a free nation 
to a communist nation is looking like, and they're going to be able to do it without even firing a shot. Well, I've been in the construction industry for 40 years, and the cheap, illegal labor has devastated my area. And people that have been doing it all their lives had to get into another line of work because they couldn't afford to work that cheap. And these guys aren't paying taxes. I mean, I have to pay my taxes, you know, and if they wanted to raise more tax money instead of talking about the rich people, let's make all these people that are here illegally pay their taxes. How about that? Is that a good idea? Well, that is, look, James, it's a it's a good point you're raising, and I think it's important for people to understand you're you're not living in a border state, right? You're in North Carolina, and this is happening. Carolina, we have a ton of them here, and people hire them. The same people that are complaining about these people coming here and want to close the border will hire them to work on their house. Okay, that's the reason I'm I'm not a Republican anymore. I'm not in the Chamber of Commerce anymore. Because they like it just as much as the Democrats do for the cheap labor. Okay? Construction is the only job where if you want to pay somebody a living wage or an American wage, you can hire somebody illegally. Okay? And it's been like that for years. And now all these people are reaping what they sowed. So I had people, I've been called a racist and everything else, right? So now these people are complaining. Well, what are they complaining about now? It's been going on for 30 years. So that's my thought on it, and should have done something about it years ago. Well, I yes, uh, James, and and you're right. It affects and it affects predominantly working class Americans. That's who this impacts, and, and that's why you're seeing so many. For example, in Texas, if you go and ask a, a, an American in Texas, and they're of Hispanic descent, they're gonna they're gonna be saying shut shut it down because it is hurting us. And to your point, James, you're in the construction industry, and uh, you're telling me that this is crushing your business. It's crushing a lot of good people that were born here. And now they can't live on what the Mexicans are doing the work for. Plus, they don't have to have, they don't pay taxes. They don't have to pay insurance. They don't have to pay all the things that we pay, so they're under business. That's it. People are really are really quick to hire them because they're cheaper. Okay, it's 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 unreal what's happened. Look at the look at the number of, of black celebrities that are now openly talking about supporting Donald Trump. They see this. They can see what's happening. As a matter of fact, Killer Mike. It's interesting. This happened last night at the Grammys, and James appreciate that call. Uh, Killer Mike. Um, after he won his Grammys, got arrested. Just they showed up and hauled him out. They didn't tell us why he got arrested, what the charges were. But it's interesting because just a few days ago, I think it was two or three days ago, Killer Mike was on Bill Barr's program and said he could not and would not endorse Joe Biden for for the presidency. That's a little weird, is it not, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, Killer Mike, one minute he's not endorsing Joe Biden in the next minute, the police show up. All right, we got to take a break here. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Hey, go to our live show blog. Many of you have been asking, what about can I get an, a personally inscribed autographed copy of the new book? The answer is yes. Just click on our live show blog. You'll see the headline, Horrendous Trump Blast Senate Border Bill. 
There is a link, and you'll be able to order that, and uh, you can do that today. We'll be right back, America. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for your continued support. And to thank you, they have an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use the promo code STARNS and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived won't last long, folks. Get a six-pack towel set for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels. They absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, so much more. To get the best offers ever, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS or call 800-839-8506 and get free shipping on your entire order while supplies last. Welcome back, everybody. What an honor to have you with us today. And thank you so much for, for hanging out with us. We have a good time. And uh, I we have really the best listeners in all of talk radio. We really do. Um, I mentioned to you right before the break, it was a little rushed. But if you go to my website right now, uh, we have worked out a way for you to get a personally inscribed and autographed copy of my new book. And because look, we're not going to be able to do every. We can't do one hundred city, one hundred and sixty cities. I wish we could. So there may be some cities that we cannot get to. And if you would like, I will uh, personally inscribe and autograph. And and it's by the way, I do this. I remember the first time we we tried something like this. I think we had Dylan. We uh, I thought, well, we'll have a few. We'll have a hundred people, right? We'll have a hundred people. So I was uh, still living in New York City. Uh, living in the uh, twenty on the twenty fifth floor of this beautiful, beautiful, brand new upscale building, had you know floor to ceiling windows looking out over the uh, the, the uh, East River. Oh, it was great. We got about two thousand pre orders, and it's amazing. You would think that you would be able to fit that many books inside a New York City apartment, but the answer to that is no, you cannot. But I actually autographed every single one of the people always ask me, do you really sign? A, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Including that sweet English, retired English teacher in Gainesville, Georgia, a devout lister of WDUN. And uh, she came to my book signing. We did it at a barbecue joint there, Smokehouse Barbecue. And uh, she, I signed her, I signed my name. She leaves, comes back, and she says, Young man, what what is that? I said, well, that's my signature. And she says, you really need to work on your penmanship. It's true, it is. I, I, I but I do have a nice, I do have a nice autograph. So anyway, all that to say, if you go to our website, toddstarns.com, you'll be able to click on the link, and um, I think the book is going for twenty six dollars on Amazon. Ours is twenty eight, but that includes shipping, so you're still getting a good deal. And um, you said, well, Todd. How come you're not paying for shipping? Okay, I don't make Bill O'Reilly money. What do you want me to do here, people? Come on. I'm just kidding. Well, not really. But anyway, go and order a book. You're going to love it, and I can't wait for you to read it. All right. uh, Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. Let's 
Let's go to WTKF in North Carolina. Uh, Keith is hanging out with us. All right, Keith, what's on your mind? Good morning, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. Well, happy and, to uh, do it. And before I jump in, I want to give kudos to Miss Lydia. I believe she's becoming more and more comfortable in her new position. Are you saying, Keith, that she was uncomfortable in the position? Is is that what you're telling me? <laughs> no, she just sounds like a natural fit now. Okay, well, that's <laughs> the only thing is she wears the tiara, and uh, Dylan's kind of feeling jealous. You know, it's well, he can go out and buy. I think he can buy one at Walmart. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's an easy fix. What's going on, Keith? <laughs> one other thing. I have two of your books. I have. Uh, God bless America, and the the biscuit book. Both of them are signed, and uh, I highly recommend people. He writes good books. Uh, the reason the reason that I called is uh, if this subject that you're currently speaking about does not dominate America's talk radio and, and airways today, then there are people asleep at the wheel. This is a very very important issue. I've already called my congressman. I called him before, and now I called him again now that we're knowing more about what's in this bill. I want everybody out there in every district to find out who their congressperson is and call them up. We need to shut that border. We need to know who's already here. We don't need to kindly shut the border, and we don't need to give anybody blanket amnesty. We need to just build that wall and shut it down. That's it. <laughs> I I like the way you think there, Keith, and you're right. I, I'm glad you called your, your your elected representative. Folks, you've got to do it. We've got to light up the phones today. We've got a country to save. And I know that I know that the speaker and he's doing he's been doing good lately. Uh Speaker Johnson is says he's holding the line, but he needs to know that there are there are millions of people out there that are supporting these guys, you know, so we've got to make sure they do the right right thing here. And uh, folks, be sure to say thank you. Thank you for doing the right thing. All right, Keith, thank you for the kind words. I really appreciate it. And you're right. I've got the best staff in America. And uh, by the way, uh, welcome back, Grace Baker, who was uh, somewhere south of the border. Some, she was on a cruise or something. I don't know. She was having a good old time. I forgot to ask if Merlot went. We'll have to get the we'll get the details. But if you follow uh, Miss Grace on the socials, she had a good time. Didn't want to come back to the uh, cold confines of Chicago. Uh, let's go to Grizzly in Georgia, listening to us on WDUN. All right, Grizzly, what's going on? Well, First time caller, but I've been listening to you a while, so I'm glad I found you. Uh, I have a solution to the border problem. I am all ears, Grizzly. Okay. We make a steadfast deal. All the immigrants, uh, illegals that come across, we send them to California, and we say, we're giving you California. Stay out of the other 49 states, but you can have California. Grizzly, I like this idea. I mean, it's a beautiful state, but if they got to take one for the union, I, I, I love it. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. 
It's, and can I just, can I just, I know this is inappropriate to say, Grizzly, and I don't mean to disparage the good people of California, but their beaches really suck. I mean, they got nothing on the the Redneck Riviera. You know what I mean? You've been, I bet you've been down to the, the Gulf Coast. Absolutely, I have. I have. Where the women are beautiful and suntanned and the, the sand is just white as Dixie Crystal's and uh, the water is crystal clear. Oh, it's it's a beautiful place. Yep. Uh, uh, Dixie uh, or Grizzly, go ahead. Finish your thought. I just think that would solve everything. California can do what they want. They they so far gone. We'll just give them give them that for Texas. Well, Grizzly, I think I think we'd come out ahead on that deal. So, all right, Grizzly, God bless you, and uh, welcome, first-time caller. Uh, we are going to be heading to Gainesville, Georgia. We'll be telling you more about that. To actually, our friend Bill Main and the great crew over at DUN will be telling you more about that. By the way, I heard from my uh, sweet friend uh, Anna Jacobs over at WDUN. She said, that English teacher, that Sharon Briggs. Well, hello, Mrs. Briggs. I've been working on my penmanship, so I'm going <laughs> to... You can actually make out my name now. Uh, by the way, I got a, a lovely letter, and, and I want to read this to you. Um, and I, I I do read everything you guys send, but it's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. So it, sometimes it takes me a little while. Uh, a lovely lady by the name of Nancy Hansen uh, writes to me. She says, hello, Mr. Stearns. My dear friend, Emory Jones, recently heard you speak and told me that you spoke of Ludlow Porch. I am his widow. How about that? I, I I knew the name, and I didn't realize that Nancy was Luddy's um, widow. She says, it'll be 13 years next month that Ludlow passed away. There are days when I'm grateful that he can't see what an unbelievable turn this country has taken. Perhaps someday our paths will cross. I live in Dahlonega, Georgia. And in the meantime, keep up the fight for our conservative rights and values best, Nancy. Nancy, I we will do that. We are gonna we're gonna make time to go up to Dahlonega, and I will buy Nancy. We're gonna buy Nancy lunch over at the Smith House. That'll maybe we can bring the English teacher too. We'll have to. All right, we'll work on that. All right, nine zero one two six zero. It's no, it's family style, Dylan. So you sit there the, the the big old things of fried chicken. It's good. It's good eating. All right, um, all right. Let's go to James who is from Memphis but has his resort home in Florida. And are you vacationing down there, James? <laughs> I got a good friend here, and, uh, and it's good to be loved from years and years ago. But I just want to say uh, I'm going to thank you, man, for having this radio show where it makes sense and the people that call make sense. And it's really just common sense what's going on. But it's like I know. This is all done purposely. I remember Nikita Khrushchev. You may not know, remember that guy. He was the premier of Russia. He came here to America. He beat on that. He was in New York talking in the U.N. He said, we will bury y'all. He said, this communist will bury y'all. And this is what I'm understanding what's happening now. Because anytime you take a man's labor and just give him pennies for man and woman, sorry, and you give him pennies for that's evil. That's evil as hell. And this is what this is all about. Republicans, Democrats. That's why I like Donald Trump. I ain't no Republican. I ain't no Democrat. I ain't into none of them parties because they all do the same thing. 
All you gotta do is look, open your eyes and look, and you can see. But Donald Trump is exposing the hypocrisy of the Republican Party. They claim to be this, they claim to be that, but they about as crooked as them damn, uh, excuse my respect, them Democrats. And them Democrats are hard nosed. I remember this guy named Carville said, when you see Trump, you ought to get your head to just insert it on his throat, hard and hard. Now, this is what a rebel uh, guy from the Democratic Party talked about Trump, talked about him like he ought to be bleed, bloody. James, and these let, people are real sick. Yeah, let me tell you something about, about Trump. And, and I've had the chance to – I was uh, interviewing him for the new book, and I was – I, over 90 minutes, I sat in that office and I watched a man who was multitasking. It was unbelievable um, the what he was able to do and the way his mind works. But uh, whenever I would be in Washington, D.C., I would stay at the Trump International Hotel. And it was just a great hotel, pretty convenient to where I needed to be. And I would always talk with the staff. I'd stay there about a week or so at a time. And I would talk to the staff. And it was interesting, James. Because most of the staff, and talking about management, minorities. Uh, minorities and management, upper management at the hotel, to a person. They talked about what an, what an honor it was to work for Donald Trump and that he took care of everybody. And I think that says a lot about this man. You don't hear a lot about that, but he takes care of his people. And I respect that. I respect Donald Trump to the fact because he recognized what I recognized. America has enemies all over the world. They do not like the way so-called poor. Hell, poor people got TVs and radios. They do it good as being poor. I know what poor is. I've seen a lot of poor in America, and I've seen a lot of poor overseas. And that's why these people want these people here. And a lot of these people got a lot of uh, evil in them. Anytime you don't whoop the police like them guys did and cuss, and they got the camera up talking about screw you, those people are serious. And that's what these Americans don't have a clue. Yeah. They're in the goody goody land. They're in the la la land. That's a but great point. Serious being taken. Yeah. And Americans need to do more than talk. Like I'm doing more than talk. And I was a laid back kind of guy. But what I see going on now is saying that I'm definitely in my time, like Trump is. But later on, we need people like Vivek Ramaswamy that said we need this. All this bureaucracy, CDC, all that crap need to be dismantled. All right, James, I don't, James, I got to ramp it up. I'm late for a break, but and I don't want you to get too riled up because you're on vacation. So get yourself a nice uh, little drink there with the umbrella and uh, get you know head on back out and enjoy the day. <laughs> I'm, listen, man. This is me anyway. I uh, enjoy my day talking like I'm talking. I love so this it. This is what makes me. All right, we, I get energy behind this. You need. We need. We need. When you come back to Memphis, we'll have to get together. Listen, I thought I got a book from you a year ago. I had talked to. You. I got that book. Yet. Wait, what? All, these books that all right, said. I'm going to fire somebody <laughs> for that. We're, we're going to no, get to the. Wait, I didn't come and get it. Oh, well, that's on you. It was all on me. All right, I'm not going to. Dylan, you're not fired. I just rehired you. All right, come on down, James. All right. But listen, when I come back, the the, the White Haven Republicans, I'm going to get with them, and I'm going to let them know. Just because you say you're a Republican, then that don't mean we got to put this stuff into action. Yes, we do. All this stuff we're talking about, 
We got to put it into action. James, I got to go or Dylan's going to throw something at me. You be good, sir. Always great hearing from you. Uh, James from Memphis, vacationing in Florida. Great guy. Great. But you know what? It's true. I think there are a lot of people around the country that are just like James. They're, They're not Republican. Maybe they're Democrat or they're even not even a Democrat, but they they see it. They they see what happens when they go down to the super low grocery store and they're trying to get their uh, their their uh, their stuff for dinner. And it costs an arm and a leg. People see that. So they're not. Look, they're not buying what Biden and the media is trying to sell. That's all I'm trying to say. All right. We got to take a break here again. Head over to the website. You can pre-order an inscribed and autographed copy of the book that starts today we are limiting this folks so you want to go ahead and and hop on this asap gotta take a break this is the todd stern show i watched the grammys last night i um I, i was trying to to see if i was still culturally relevant it took me about 30 seconds to realize i wasn't um I think, Dylan, the part that really kind of got to me was the chick who got up there and she was uh, she was smearing blood on her face as blood was oozing out of this giant wall. She was uh, like singing some sort of like, I don't know, devil worshiping song about vampires. Sounds like Doja Cat. Doja what? Doja Cat. Okay. I'm, she's she's kind of a demon worshiper nowadays. Oh, yeah, that's her. Yeah, yeah there was demon worshiping last night. And um and then a killer Mike, poor killer Mike. I think he just got. I think he got whacked because of the uh, he he didn't endorse Biden. Mm, That's what did Taylor Swift do? Taylor Swift. I don't look. I know a lot of my fellow brethren and sistren in talk radio, conservative talk radio, believe she's some sort of a Pentagon psyop. Um, (laughs) Whatever gets whatever gets your ratings. Mm -hmm. I just she's a singer. Okay. And Marsha Blackburn kicked her butt in the last election cycle. Mm-hmm. Just want to throw that out there. I I thought she did a nice job with the uh, – I saw one of her acceptance awards. I told you I watched the Grammys. I watched a chunk of it. Highlights. And then I, I had it on in the background. For, I was working on the uh, website last night. But uh, then there was – was it Lizzo? Is that – she's uh, – she's um I think she's been taking Calitrin. <laughs> she has. Look good. That's good. And uh, but Fantasia, she did um, Tina Turner's uh, "Proud Mary." I guess it was okay. I don't know. It just seemed to lack something. Mm-hmm. I, th- there was, but I did see Miley Cyrus, and this is where I, I'm confused. I wanted to like the song. I I don't know. Everybody says she crushed it last night. Every time I see her, she looks like a different person. Like right, she's, she's yeah. Like Miley Cyrus, she had like uh, Priscilla Presley hair from the nineteen seventies, eighties going on last. She's night. a good voice, and she was wearing some sort of um, a contraption made out of safety pins. I don't know what that was. Is that work appropriate, Todd? Uh, no. Okay, it was not work appropriate. So, but there you go. So I, I'm trying to all that to say, I don't think they're making music like they used to. That's the long story of it, the short story. All right. Hey, we got to take a break. Uh, we got a lot more going on. Call your congressman, folks. Then you call us back and tell us what they had to say. We'll be right back. Stick around.
Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Uh, yes. Hello. Is the mic on? Hello, America. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us today. Wow, do we have a lot going on across America, across the fruited plain. Go ahead and write down our telephone number. You will need this if you want to call in. Oh, we have Rocco. Hang tight, Rocco. We're going to get to you. Uh, but our telephone number, 901-260-5926. Again, 901-260-5926. Just a reminder that you will be able to now get an autographed and inscribed, personally inscribed copy of my new book. It, it'll be in bookstores March 16th. Jeez, hello. Sorry about that. I got a text message here. Um, so anyway, we've got, um, we've got a special, we have a special deal going. So you're going to be able to get this book before anybody else, which is pretty cool. Uh, the book will be in bookstores March 19th. Uh, but if you t- order now, you will get yours first, and it will be inscribed and autographed by yours truly. And all you have to do is go to our website, toddstarns.com, and you'll see the, the information right there. It'll just smack you right, right upside the head. And uh, I would love for you to get a copy of the, the new book. It's going to be great. Trust me. All right. Um, there is a disturbing story out there, and um, if, you, if you don't follow the National File, you should, nationalfile.com. And uh, this story written um, by, the, um, by the incredible journalist over there at National File, uh, the headline, exclusive source, Biden daughter's diary details not appropriate showers with Joe as a child. Uh, it's a pretty shocking story. Uh, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and say hello to the publisher for National File, Noel Fritsch. Uh, Noel, Noel, good to have you with us today. Thanks, Todd, for having me. I appreciate it very much. So going back to, to when this story was first exposed, uh, I'm surprised that it hasn't been, it really hasn't been picked up by a lot of other places. I think it originally got some some traction here. But this is a very big deal, and it looks to me like a possible criminal big deal. That's absolutely the case, Todd. And we broke this, just to run the audience through some of the timeline here, it is astonishing, the timeline. We actually broke this story October 24th. The great Patrick Howley, who uh, was the one of the lead beat reporters at Breitbart during 2016 with the takedown of Hillary Clinton, uh, broke this story at nationalfile.com. In October of 2020, before the election, well, of course, was, in our opinion, uh, uh, taken from uh, President Trump. And um, we released the diary in full on the 26th. There were a whole bunch of naysayers out there. And one of the reasons that this thing didn't get much traffic, um, Todd, and uh, a lot of people know this guy's name. Uh, his name is James O'Keefe. He's one of the big reasons now. We all know that he had a lot going on there inside of Project Veritas now that we didn't know. And that is part of the big story, Todd, is that a lot of conservative media, conservative ink media, is essentially complicit in helping to hide this news um, and keep it from the public. And I got to think, you know, if if people knew about this, 
you know, um, before the election of 2020, there's no way that they're able to fake those numbers. Uh, A ton of those women and moms and dads stay home if they know this disgusting, sordid story about the Biden family. They just stay home. They don't come out. And, of course, that's our hope here. Who knew, fast forward, you know, three and a half years that we would still have this, you know, the pedophile in chief, uh, not only occupying the White House, but still the nominee for the other major party here in American politics. You know, it's, I mean, these are all very valid, you know, concerns that, that you guys raged at, at National File. And again, going back to, if, if, and if, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the, the way the diary was found in this sort of halfway house type facility, the person who found the diary is the one who got in trouble. And, and I'm sitting here reading all of these, uh, these allegations. And I'm wondering why Joe Biden was not investigated for these um, these allegations, especially the ones about with the shower. Right. Well, so th- now we're starting to delve into a little bit of some of the theater that goes on out there in the conservative news space. Uh, it's my you know, look. They waited a year to arrest. Everybody might remember it was November 2021 when they SDNY broke into James. O- they waited a year. They had. They had this uh, hanging around. They knew it was verified, by the way, forever. They, the, the feds knew that it was verified. The New York Times knew that it was verified. And so we at National File are going to be producing a documentary that details the true story of the Ashley Biden diary this year in 2024, uh, before the election, of course, um, so that everybody can get the real deal, the straight dope about exactly what happened. Now, uh, again, I refer, referred earlier to James having a whole bunch of problems over there at Project Veritas. I, I, I think he honestly gets a pass for how this thing ended up being handled over there. I think it's clear now that really he wasn't in control uh, of what was going on over there. He had a whole bunch of bad actors in his camp, the camel's nose under the tent, uh, proverbially speaking. And there are lots of camels, and what, we know who they are now. Uh, one of those was Matthew Tierman. Of course, he, uh, James got pushed out by this guy. And, and a lot of this, uh, Todd, uh, really comes down to foreign governments interfering in uh, U.S. politics is really what it all comes down to. And uh, I think the American people are sick and tired of uh, other countries, you know, whether it's China or whether it's the U.K. or whether it's Russia or whether it's Germany or whether it's Israel or whoever it is uh, getting involved in United States politics and not allowing the American voter to have their own agency when they go to the ballot box. So the documentary is coming out, but can, can you give our listeners a little taste of what uh, was what you guys found, what was found in this uh, in this diary? Yes, sir. So basically we had to, this is kind of funny and ironic, I guess, we, we had to veritas, veritas to get this thing out. We had a whistleblower, multiple whistleblowers and sources inside of veritas who were uh, really disgruntled that this thing wasn't being published. They knew that it was verified. And we confirmed that with many, many conversations. Um, And uh, it ended up, of course, being verified with with a a phone call. Ashley Biden actually uh, called up Veritas and confirmed to them on the phone. One of these famous conference calls that actually was recorded uh, uh, audibly uh, out loud there at the Veritas offices. And um, inside of this diary, really, it's sad and and sorted and disgusting. And so for any of the homeschooled families that are home, I want to be very careful um, and respectful, of course, but you've got uh, basically a woman who's there in rehab uh, for a whole bunch of uh, trauma of an intimate nature. Uh, that's her whole life, and she's 
apparently gotten away from some of the substance abuse, but she still has a whole bunch of uh, addiction problems related to her earlier life trauma. And that's what the, most of the diary is about, this 112-page document, um, sadly and disturbingly. And in some key sections, uh, she basically says, you know, um, I'm taking these inappropriate showers with my father. Uh, was I uh, molested? I think so. Um, those are her words. We're wow. not making that up. You can go read it in the diary. Nationalfile.com is the only place you can go read the, the uh, digital version capture of Ashley Biden's own diary, confirmed to be her diary, in her own words. Um, and it's disgusting. And here we are, you know, almost four years later, this uh, pedophile in chief is still occupying the White House and he's got to go. Obviously, he's bad for the country and the globe. So let's let's talk about the documentary. Uh, when will it come out and how can people uh, watch this? How can they um, how can they uh, get a copy of it? So uh, go to nationalfile.com uh, backslash Ashley Biden diary to read about the diary and sign up for, uh, you know, pre-release. We're going to be working on this um, all year. We're looking to have uh, this thing done in time for summer um, so that it, it, it people are able to, to see this uh, and understand what happened with the, the, the you know, the, this is a lot of industry jargon. The, the, the story was spiked. You know that word, Todd. They spiked the story. Conservative Inc. spiked the story. Everybody, just about everybody in conservative, and thank you so much, Todd, for, for uh, platforming this. Uh, this, in, in our estimation, is one of those stories that if this gets out there, man, Joe Biden, put a fork in him, he's done. Yeah, uh, this is insane. And it was surprising early on. There were not many people. I mean, we were talking about it on this program, uh, and it's just disturbing because, again, they they made up all of these insane stories uh, grotesque stories about Donald Trump and the golden showers and all that kind of stuff turned out to be completely fake. And now you've got the president's own daughter, daughter writing in her own words um, behavior that should send someone to prison. Um, that is, yes, sir. That's disturbing. Well, I'll, I'll give you another little thing. Bo Biden, before he passed, unfortunately, uh, uh, together with the legislature in Delaware, I, when did they pass this law? I want to say they passed it in like 2000 and. I don't know, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there when he's still with us. They went back and they retroactively changed the laws uh, about statutes of limitations in the state of Delaware for when somebody could be prosecuted for um, sexual molestation. And of course, it uh, you know naturally uh, frees up Joe Biden and any of the other Bidens for uh, all of their crimes against you know their own family, like Ashley. And then uh, I think we could say her name now publicly. Poor little. Uh, niece Natalie, who was also no, no, no. We're um, not. Yeah, we're not going to name names. Yeah, we're not going to name names like that. Uh, but, uh, but, but I, I get your point. Well, it's, excuse me, that's been public for a couple years yeah. now. Well, uh, so, just, so just for the for the record. So again, nationalfile.com, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can go and, uh, and and follow the development of this very important documentary. And uh, the people at National File, the only ones courageous enough to actually uh, step forward and do something like this. So. Noel, we uh, we appreciate the great work you and your team are doing, and I have to tell you, you know, when you know, I I read National File every day. Uh, how how difficult has that been to sort of break through the the as you mentioned? I think the phrase you use, conservative ink. How how hard has that been for you to do? <laughs> thanks for asking, Todd. It's tough out there. It is tough going. Um, and uh, thanks to guys you know like you and Steve Bannon who who are. Who are, uh, and, and Charlie Kirk, I'll say too, 
who are getting on the bandwagon with uh, what we do, we, we really aim to continue sort of the ethos of what Breitbart started. Not the Breitbart of today, but what he started way back. And, um, and it's tough out there because, you know, like, it's funny. All of the ones who you hear out there decrying cancel culture in general, Todd, they are, if you, as soon as the lights are off, they're practicing cancel culture for stories like this. And um, so that's, you know, one of the secrets of the biz that, of course, guys like you and me are privy to. And uh, we've got to break through it if we're actually going to restore some semblance of Western civilization here on this continent. All right. Uh, Well, Noel, we're going to leave it there. Congratulations again. Uh, Good luck on the documentary. And I know we'll get you back once the, uh, the, the documentary is out there. And, folks, I would encourage you to go check out nationalfile.com. Noel, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Todd. All right, folks, we've got to take a quick break here. 901-260-5926. Is that not the strangest thing, though? Uh, that story, it, just imagine if there had been an allegation that Donald Trump had done something like that to one of his daughters. It would have been wall-to-wall news coverage. He would have already been arrested. But meanwhile, you have Joe Biden, and this is the, the issue. Nobody has, has refuted this. This was Ashley Biden's own diary written in her own in her own words, her own pen, and the media just doesn't care. It's really shocking. All right, again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, this story coming in from across the big pond. Buckingham Palace says King Charles has cancer, currently getting treatment. They say he was just in the hospital, so that he went into the hospital, and he had some sort of a benign issue. And so while they were working on that, they they found uh, something else, and they have confirmed it was cancer. They're, Buckingham Palace not saying what kind of cancer or what stage it was. Uh, the king is in his 70s. So uh, we're going to keep you up to any other information. We'll bring it to you, but certainly our, our thoughts and prayers are with the royal family. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines here. Rocco in Georgia, WDUN, our great affiliate there. Hi, Rocco, what's going on? Hey, Todd, you're a big man of the media. I thought you could help me answer this question. I saw that movie over the weekend, The Beekeeper, and in that movie, the good guy in the movie goes after a corrupt guy, um, and it turns out the corrupt guy is a cocaine addict and is pre- a son of the President of the United States. My question to you is, where do you think they got the idea for that movie? <laughs> well, that's a very good question, Rocco. Uh, where, where do you think they got the inspiration? Well, I'm surprised they even followed that line because Hollywood's liberal and he, he, he thought they would have went the other way. But uh, no, it, it went straight down the line. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, it's um, that is uh, that's very interesting. The Beekeeper. It's a pretty good movie. I'll have to check that one out. I normally wait until the movies come out. You know, like on the um, you know on the uh, TV. I haven't been to the movies in a long time. It costs you, the popcorn's better and cheaper at home, Rocco. Yeah, yeah. For what I, it's worth. Uh, all right, Rocco. If you find out, let, you find out, let us all know. I I will do that, uh, Rocco. Thank you for thank you for that call. It's called the Beekeeper, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't I haven't seen that one. Was Miley Cyrus in it? Okay, 
Uh, let's go to North Carolina. Thomas, WSIC. Thomas, what's on your mind? Uh, I was just thinking when you talking about that man said, make, uh, just give them California, those illegals. Just make Mexico the 59th state if you block Obama, but everybody else make it the 51st state and then let them have that. Oh, they won't have to go nowhere. They can stay right where they're at. Oh, Lord. Really? Do we really <laughs> want to do that? you really want to do that, Thomas? <laughs> well, that's the same thing as giving them California. Oh, geez, Lou. All right. Well, it's look, here's the thing. I don't think the United States could afford to lose Texas. I, I think that's the, the bigger concern here. And... Um, I think you know this is a it's a big deal, and I know it's sort of uh, it's sort of passed in the headlines because of all the other stuff happening in Washington. But over the weekend, you had a, a bunch of Republican governors down there uh, saying, "Hey, look, we're going to be standing alongside, we're going to be standing alongside Greg Abbott and and the Texans." So that's far from over, uh, Thomas. That's right. Go ahead and put the border up. I'm not saying don't put the border up. Just make it state. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, yes, we will. We will take that under consideration. Uh, Thomas from North Carolina says, "Just make Mexico a state." Ah, oh, sweet mercy! I don't know about that. What say you, ladies and gentlemen? Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. That's nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. Here's the Chicago mayor playing the race card about all of this border uh, stuff. Cut seven. I have children who attend schools. We have soccer games, y'all. You know, you all are asking me as if I'm not a parent in this city. I get it. I'm mayor. I get it. But you're asking me to give you a date. And I have to court. Do you understand that you have not had a mayor like me? I get that. I have a wife. I have children. They have schedules. And plus, we still have public safety that we have to address. We still have the unhoused that we have to address. I still have a budget that I have to address. And I'm doing all of that with a black wife raising three black children on the west side of the city of Chicago. I am going to the border as soon as possible. Oh my! What's up with that? I, they've had black. They've had black mayors in. The, oh, oh, oh! He's talking about old Beetlejuice. She was uh, of the Lebanese descent, if you know what I mean. <laughs> A careful, Mister Mayor. You got to be careful. You don't want to make those folks mad. Don't want to get the alphabet activist after you. All right, uh, got to take a break here. Hang tight. We'll be right back, America. Okay, uh, welcome back. So we've got some audio we want to play of some protesters. Let's um, play that. Um, so that that's what it sounded like. And of all places, Memphis, Tennessee, that wasn't New York City. It wasn't Chicago. It wasn't Gaza. It was here in Memphis where you had several hundred uh, Muslims and uh, they were wearing the burqas and uh, they they marched from City Hall on Saturday. They then they marched into the streets and up the the ramps to the Interstate 40 Mississippi River Bridge. 
Now, the I-40 bridge is one of the major national corridors for truckers in America. So if if Interstate 40 is shut down, you've got big problems on your hands. And the, the bridge was shut down for hours while uh, police watched and tried to negotiate with these people. And I know the slogan is from the river to the sea. But there were a lot of motorists who were ready to put them into the river and watch them float off to the sea because they were pretty. I mean, it was horrible. So bad, as a matter of fact. And the traffic was backed up for literally miles. And Arkansas State Police say a woman had to be airlifted to the hospital because an ambulance got stuck in the backup. And uh, so anyway, the Memphis Police Department, they were told by their leadership, you do not arrest anybody even though it is a crime. Well, our our next guest happened to be jogging when he came across this big event. And Ben Dieter, the morning host at KWAM Radio, was literally the only reporter on the scene for a good bit of this protest. And uh, Dieter, good to have you back with us. Well, Todd, it's great to be back on your show. Now, you were the first call I made while I was running. I was mile eight, and I realized I had come up on a pro-Hamas demonstration. That doesn't happen every single day in our city. The Jew haters. The Jew haters. And then I saw them start leaving the the gates of City Hall over to the ramp of the I-40 bridge, and I immediately called Todd. I said, Todd, what do I do? They're breaking the law. They're, they're commandeering the bridge. Todd said, go with them. I did. And I said, will you pay my legal fees, my fees? And I said? You would. I would. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I don't think you do well in jail. No. I don't want to get off on a tangent. <laughs> but with the outfit you are wearing jogging, probably not. No. That's not a no. good thing. So so you are on this iconic bridge. This is the iconic bridge. When people see pictures of Memphis, this is the bridge they see. Uh, and over in the distance, you have the, the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid. So that's just to give people a, a scene setter. That's the bridge we're talking about. When people leave the city of Memphis, they will look up into the sky and they will see welcome to Arkansas. For those coming from the natural state that is Arkansas, they see the big welcome to the volunteer state. So that is the scene we were dealing with. So we're all rushing back to the radio station. Uh, you were there on the bridge reporting. As a matter of fact, Sarah, Governor Sarah Sanders actually tweeted out a photograph that showed this massive mob. And you were like, you were literally in front of the mob. So I look back, like Chicken Little. Your back is to the, um, to, to the camera and you were facing the mob. Uh, that was pretty bold. And they were screaming things like Allah Akbar. And so I have my Google to translate my translate. I, I was like, what language are you speaking? What's going on? But I knew they meant business. So oh, I didn't when they're matter. shouting Allah Akbar, you better get you off better the bridge. Cover. <laughs> get yeah, off that, the bridge. That's never a good thing. <laughs> boy, oh boy. But I will say it was to be a part of, and I don't want to call them historic, what they did. It was illegal. It was unlawful. But to actually be on the bridge that we've seen in places like New York City, they've shut down commerce in LA, you you name it. They've been all over these cities. To see pro-Hamas supporters come face-to-face with Memphis motorists in a standoff for hours, it was something to be there. We were, uh, we, I was talking to, um, so I'm, I had, I rushed back and sort of anchored our coverage on Saturday because people didn't know what was going on. Nobody else was covering it. No. 
And so uh, we decided to go live, and uh, people started literally just calling in. Uh, this lady um, uh, literally stumbled upon the KWAM, the radio station, Cut 11. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know why. I thought it was an accident, you know, and I'm, like, tweeting at R-Dot, tweeting at T-Dot. Like, I know I'm not supposed to do that when I'm in the car, but when you're parked, what are you going to do? <laughs> and um, True. Good point. So, I've been, you know, my kids are all out of the nest, so I'm trying to learn to use AI. So um, I asked the Bing chatbot to help me find a news radio, right? (laughs) I don't listen to AM radio. What the hell? Um, So I'm so glad I found you guys because I was freaking out. I was like, what is happening? I bet that lady was listening to to AM radio after that mm-hmm. over the weekend. And do you know what our guys did? We went to the chat box and we we decided if this is actually true. If you go to artificial intelligence and type in news talk station, do you know Todd? We are the only radio station that comes to the top of the list. There's no other. Hell, everybody, we I'm got com- we got competition. Well, mm-hmm. not much, but no. Know. It is what it is. Well, great job about that, Todd, though, because a lot of people are very confused what was happening in the city to her panic. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people very concerned. So you're there on the bridge, and um, they weren't arresting anybody. No. They were up there for hours. And and the reason I bring this up, just last week on this radio program, we were talking about the the six pro-lifers who got arrested for praying outside of an abortion clinic near Nashville and they're facing 10 years in jail. They got arrested. And they probably didn't understand that they would be arrested before they went to that pro-abortion clinic. These protesters knew that there was 100% certainty that what they were doing was breaking the law. Hence the reason their pro-Hamas activist leaders, the organizers of this protest, led courses on what to do if you are arrested. Because it wasn't a matter of if you will be arrested, it's a matter of when. So what they told everybody, if you are a person that is protected by law enforcement, a.k.a. white people, stand on the outside of the mob. People of color, as they would describe themselves, go to the center because of police brutality. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. And so the police I went straight to the middle. So but the police, do, do we know, did the police, were they given orders? Do we know who gave the orders not to arrest the the, the Muslim protesters? I'm sorry, the Muslim protesters. Our listeners all morning long have been asking that question. Who told law enforcement to stand down? Because what they ultimately did was they catered to a small mob of activists and forgot and ignored the pleas of thousands and thousands of motorists. Who gave those orders to stand down? Yeah. Earl Farrell, uh, who hosts the Afternoon Drive show on KWAM, was actually coming back from a fishing trip. He was stuck in the in this massive jam in Arkansas. He said, based upon his conversations with the the other motorist, that there were about five thousand more than willing to go up there and physically remove the Muslims from the interstate. We got a lot of crap for that by telling people to maybe you know a and, Fox reporter, a Fox News, Fox, yeah, the the local, local Fox affiliate. So. The meteorologist decided to dabble in on this controversy, and she said, the amount of messages that I am seeing of hateful rhetoric towards these Muslim protesters, have you no shame? Because I guess some people are saying, just hit the right pedal, and problem solved. You get across the bridge. Four-wheel drive. Mm -hmm. And you raise the question, what about the lady that had to be transported by a helicopter because her life was in jeopardy because of said protesters? 
or the, 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 the big rigs that were hauling supplies to grocery stores, to hospitals. I mean, there were a lot of people that were not just inconvenienced on Saturday. Lives were jeopardized by the, the actions of these Muslims. And the message from the Memphis Police Department and from Memphis City Hall, which is where I suspect all of these orders came from, Memphis City Hall is, uh, it's okay. We're going to turn a blind eye. Uh, if you you know if you go and block one of the most important bridges in America, what do you think would have been the bigger PR nightmare for this administration? Genuinely asking all of these kids and these radical Muslims being handcuffed, thrown into the back of patrol cars, or what we saw unfold? What's the bigger crisis for their public relations department? I hope the lady survives whatever medical emergency she had been. Mm-hmm. But if she doesn't, I think that whoever gave the order for the police to stand down should face charges in connection to that woman's death. Heaven forbid she dies. At minimum, the family file a lawsuit against the city. And every person standing on that bridge ought to face charges. Mm-hmm. Except, Except for, for me. the reporters. Except for me. Except for you, yeah. By the way, that reminds me. So, so you're standing there, and you know we, we see your uh, your running outfit. You really need to you need to wear pants. Pants, I know. Um, so but that's you had interesting. No ID. That's interesting because I'm trying to get off the bridge when I realized all hell was breaking loose on that bridge. It took them about an hour and a half to actually have the proper law enforcement to remove these activists from the bridge. So when they started. Showing up in force, I realized that was my that was my sign to get off the bridge. So I go down there. They say, who are you? Are you a protester? I say, I'm a member of the media. I'm a member of Todd Starnes Media Company. Uh-oh. They said, where are your press credentials? I said, on my phone. I was out on a jog. It didn't cut it for them. They had to get my name, my number, my address, my parents' social security. I'm kidding about that. All of that to say, I hope I'm not facing any charges well, that, on the other side of this. That still wasn't good enough because I had to take care of some things privately. So, But you're good. I'm uh, good? Yeah, you're good. You should be okay. So, that's, uh, But I had to call him. I'm like, um, he's, he's our reporter. I'm spitting out my coffee right now. This is new news. No, breaking. Tr- yeah, I didn't want to bother you with it. I didn't want to get too nervous. <laughs> but if I were you, I would do the speed limit the next couple of days. Roger that. Uh, ben Dieter here, our morning show host on KWAM in Memphis, Tennessee, covering this big national news story where you had thousands and thousands of motorists who were stuck on the interstate system because the Muslims were allowed to protest and it was pretty ugly. They were shouting Allah Akbar. And uh, we understand now that uh, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation has been called in and uh, by Senator Brent Taylor. And hopefully they will investigate and cut, get to the bottom of all of this. They will do this again. As I said earlier on the program, they did this after the death of George Floyd. Where did they go? They went to the bridge. They shut it down. We have this happening in the Middle East. They went to the bridge and they shut it down. What happens in the month of June, Todd, with the activism month of the pride? Oh, you know, they're going to go to the bridge once again. If there are not consequences and the message coming from our city, are there are none. I had a great caller, a black man called into the program and said, you know, I don't mean to be racist here, but why can't they just go to their own country and protest? Which is a great point. You know, if you want to, if you want to protest what's happening in Gaza, go to Gaza. It's a fair question. Or just get off the interstate. Just, I would have been fine if it. they would have camped out of City Hall. Off the interstate. Should have had those guys that are doing the uh, donuts on no, the interstate. No, Todd, that's what Street gets us racers. in trouble. Okay. The donut mafia. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> Turn let, them loose. Let them loose. That's it. <laughs> All right, well done, Ben Dieter. So uh, good job. And again, we're going to get to the bottom of this. 
it's absolutely unacceptable that people who are pro-life are getting thrown in jail and sent to prison. Meanwhile, they're letting these Muslims, and by the way, we're talking about Christians and Muslims here. So the Christians go to jail. They're protesting peacefully and legally. Meanwhile, you've got the Muslims out there shutting down highways and the mayor's office, uh, and we've got a brand-new mayor. The guy's name is Paul Young, and uh, he botched this. He botched this. Mm-hmm. We'll see how all this plays out. All right, Todd. Well, thanks for paying all my right. legal fees. Glad to do it. I'll, I'll get you a coffee We sometime. took up a collection. All right. Good stuff. About 20 bucks. Go fund me on his live show blog. <laughs> no, go fund you. All right, Ben Dieter, soon to be in jail. Uh, 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Don't forget, folks, pick up that phone, call your elected leader on Capitol Hill. Oh, was that play that funky music, White Boy? I think that's what that song is. I lo- Maybe that ought to be, uh, Dylan, that ought to be the um, the new theme song. Play that funky music, White Boy. Or maybe not. I'm thinking about it. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to Patricia in North Carolina. Hi, Patricia. What's on your mind? Todd, Todd, Todd. Yes, yes, What's yes. Going on? What is going on with with the Langford? What happened to Langford? What, what, he become a, a rhino? Yeah, you know, it's weird, but he has always sort of been, I mean, he's a conser- he was conservative-ish, but now I think he's gone over to the Turtles' side. Oh, you think how's, he's getting a little, getting a little pay pay cut. <laughs> you think he's somebody's throwing him? Well, away? it's I'm not kidding. I think it's, I think they're all in the tank here. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, by the I'm way, not kidding. Something, yeah, something's not right about it. It does something yeah, doesn't feel Langford right. Was, Langford uh, when I used to see Langford on there, he was like really like a tough guy. All of a sudden, he changed. Sure did. Sure did, Patty. So, you know, and, you know, another thing, too, it's right. What's in this bill is a, it's a bunch of garbage. It's not going to pass the House. No. As a matter of fact, uh, Mike Johnson uh, says this thing is dead on arrival. So uh, he's, um, I, I think, you know, again, he's not going to budge. On, and he can't budge. Even if he wanted to, he can't budge because so many Republicans are saying, oh, uh, uh, this is it. We're done here. So, Patty, got to run, my friend. It's great to hear from you, and uh, thank you for listening. 901-260-5926. By the way, if you go to our website, uh, we've got a piece up about King Charles uh, has cancer. They're not giving us much much information right now. Also, head over there and pre-order a a signed edition. I'm going to be personally autographing, inscribing, um, editions of the brand new book. And if you do it through our website, toddsterns.com, you're actually going to get it before uh, you will like see it in bookstores. So that's uh, that's sort of a cool thing. All right, coming up in the, in the next hour, folks, we have a lot more as we break down what exactly is in this insane border bill. 
We're going to be talking to Congressman Andy Harris from Maryland. A little bit later on, uh, we're going to be talking to General John Tykert, who just retired from, he was the commander at Edwards Air Force Base and uh, Joint Base Andrews uh, there in uh, the D.C. area, now running for the U.S. Senate. And uh, he's picking up some big endorsements, so we'll try to get his take as well on what's happening on the border. And, of course, uh, folks, now is a great time to head over and get yourself signed up for Newsmax Plus. Uh, They've got some great, great opportunities for you over at NewsmaxPlus.com. Again, that's NewsmaxPlus.com. All sorts of uh, news and information there for you to check out. And, by the way, listeners of the Todd Stearns Radio Show, you guys are getting a free, yes, that's right, a free trial run so that's a pretty cool deal and you'll be able to get all of the shows watch newsmax on your smartphone or your home tv as well all right folks hang tight hour three coming up gonna be a lot of fun don't forget head over to the website and if you're looking for something free you don't want to buy anything well you can download our free podcast and newsletter folks hang tight we'll be right back From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Happy to have you with us today. Hope all is going well wherever you might be. Well, we have a lot going on today, and uh, folks, I'm telling you, the the only story that we really need to be focused on is what's happening up on Capitol Hill with this insane border bill. This is nothing more than an amnesty bill, ladies and gentlemen. That's all it is. So we're urging you, pick up the phone, call your elected leaders, and then give us a call at 901-260-5926. Again, that's 901-260. 2605926 Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders from Arkansas and I will say this before we play this audio pay very close attention to Governor Sanders there she is um she's getting a, a larger profile in the national media and in Trump world and there's a reason for that uh, she was down at the border with Governor Greg Abbott let's take a listen cut 8 Put very simply, Joe Biden has completely failed at one of his most basic and important duties as the president. He has failed to protect our borders and protect our people. Not only has he failed at his job, but he's been dishonest about it. He's trying to pass off the idea that somehow he has no ability to do anything to fix it. And Congress has to step up when every single person knows he could make changes and steps right now today to help secure our border and protect our country. Yet he simply refuses to do so. And because of his failures, Governor Abbott is having to step up. Governors from across the country are having to step up and do the job of the federal government because they simply won't. 
All right, there you go. Again, that Sarah Huckabee Sanders down on the border with a bunch of other Republican governors. Good for you, Sarah. Meanwhile, Nikki Haley is on Saturday Night Live last night. And folks, uh, or rather Saturday night, and folks, I, you know, I don't want to say has been, but it's a has been TV show. That show hasn't been funny since the 1970s. So Nikki Haley on SNL, cut number seven. Okay, our next question comes from someone who describes herself as a concerned South Carolina voter. Yes, hello. is why won't you debate Nikki Haley? Oh my God, it's her, the woman who was in charge of security on January 6th. It's Nancy Pelosi. For the 100th time, that is not Nancy Pelosi. It is Nikki Haley. Are you doing okay, Donald? You might need a mental competency test. You know what I did? I took the test and I aced it, okay? Perfect score. They said I'm 100% mental. And, you know, I'm confident because I'm a man. That's why a woman should never run our economy. Women are terrible with money. In fact, a woman I know recently asked me for $83.3 million. (laughs) And you've spent $50 million in your own legal fees. Do you need to borrow some money? Oh, Nikki, don't do this, Nikki. (laughs) Nikki, Kiki, Tommy. Nikki, don't lose that number. Nikki Haley, Joel Osment. Nikki Haley, Joel Osment, we call her. Six cents, remember that one? I see dead people. Yeah, that's what voters will say if they see you and Joe on the ballot. Oh, that's not very nice, Nikki. It's not nice. And I'm always very nice to you, except when I'm implying you weren't born in this country. Even though you're from South Carolina, and now I'm going to beat you in your state. And did you win your home state in the last election? I won Staten Island. <laughs> and the parts of Long Island where the fist fights happen, where they, where they get out of the cars if you honk at them. I love my world star whites. <laughs> All right. Well, that is a new one on me. Okay, we have time for one more question, and it's actually for Ambassador Haley. <laughs> curious what would you say was the main cause of the civil war um and do you think it starts with an s and ends with a lavery yep i probably should have said that the first time and live from new york it's saturday night all right uh so there you go i look i it wasn't funny i'm that it just was not funny and she didn't come across as being humorous or funny so I'm not sure what the what she was hoping to accomplish there. Was she trying to win over Democrats? Is that what she was trying to do? Because those are the only people that actually watch Saturday Night Live anymore. Meanwhile, NBC News is stunned that uh, Trump is actually leading Biden by five points. Take a listen to Cut 13. Let's just start with the bottom line. When you ask folks, hey, if it's the general election and it's Trump versus Biden in our poll, Donald Trump now leads Joe Biden by five points. Compare that to the last time we polled back in November. Trump was ahead then, but it was only by two points. And it's even more significant when you look at it this way. Over time, we have been testing for five years now, going back to 2019, a Biden-Trump matchup. Remember, 2019, 2020, Joe Biden led. He led big in every single one of our polls. 
For the first time in November, Donald Trump pulled ahead in our poll, and now at five points, this is the biggest lead NBC has ever had in 16 polls for Donald Trump over Joe Biden. And of course, undergirding all of this is this question of he is the incumbent Joe Biden. We ask voters, what do you think of the job he's doing? And look at that, Christian, 37 percent approve and now 60 percent disapprove. There you go. I mean, folks, it's everybody is seeing the writing on the wall here. And trust me, it's I know that everybody's talking about immigration right now, but the issue is the economy. And there are a lot of Gen Z voters out there. And these kids are working their butts off. They went to college. Many of them have degrees. They're having to pay off their student loans. And the jobs they're getting out of college, they're not able to make ends meet. And a lot of them are having to work two and three jobs. It's unbelievable. People are sick and tired of what's happening in the country right now. And I know it's really... It's uh, kosher in the conservative talk world to smack around Gen Z. But look, these kids are working, and they're a lot more conservative than millennials are and more tolerable. I'm just telling you, these these kids should be able to live their American dream. And with the Biden economy and with all these illegals coming across the border, they're not able to do it. They're just not able to do it. By the way, um, talking about the border, it's not just, it's not the people from Mexico and Guatemala who are the ones that we got to be worried about. It turns out that there are hundreds, if not thousands, of Chinese people coming across our border. It's, you can't make this up. Take a listen. We wondered how all of these migrants knew about this particular entryway into California. The answer was in their hands. Oh, you learned on TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is a social media platform created in China. The post we found had step-by-step instructions for hiring smugglers and detailed directions to that hole we visited. We were struck by just how orderly and routine it all seemed. The migrants walked about a half mile down a dirt road and waited in line for U.S. Border Patrol to arrive so they could surrender. There you go, folks. So my question to you, what do you think the Chinese are doing coming into the country? What do you think they're doing sneaking in? You think they're here to pick lettuce and carrots and radishes and rutabagas? You think that's what the Chinese are doing here? Or are we watching armies of military-aged young men of Chinese descent invading our nation, causing us mayhem? Now, look, um, over the weekend, there have been some incidents across the country where small towns and cities, uh, their uh, systems were hacked. Uh, There were phone systems and other important uh, infrastructure that went offline. Is it possible, just possible now, that this is being done by the Chinese that have snuck across the border? Are are they here to cause us ill intent? What is... What is their purpose for being in this country? Those are the issues we need to address. But that's not what this Senate bill is doing, by the way. The Senate legislation, ladies and gentlemen, the only point of this legislation is to shove their illegal status into your face as a hardworking person. That's what this is about. All right, we got to take a break here. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show.
All right. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us here on the Todd Stearns radio program. Let's go to John in Lakeland, California, watching us today on Newsmax 2. Uh, John, what is on your mind? I was talking, I'm sorry about your screener about the, I don't know, you saw the 60 Minutes piece last night on the Chinese coming through the borders there. There were some that that may not be doing trouble, but because it was women, they showed women on there. But I think there's a lot of them that are coming in to do do some shenanigans when 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 all when when all comes time to China to if we have to go uh, Taiwan defend Taiwan, <laughs> they they may just come in and, and do do us in. Uh, John, appreciate that call, appreciate that thought, and thank you for watching. And look, I think that we do, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to step back and ask ourselves a very simple question. Why are these very well-dressed young men, clearly young men of means because of the way way they are groomed, all of them have um, hair gel, the latest haircuts. It's not like They've been wandering around in the in the Mexican desert for months, and they're stumbling across the border, right? They're showing up very well dressed, very well groomed. They've they've got backpacks. They've got um, all of their whatever they need. They have. So you have to ask yourself the question: What is it that they want? What is their plan? What is going on here? And this is why President Trump put out this scathing scathing message earlier today about this Senate this Senate border bill that would, in effect, give these people amnesty. And by the way, also buried deep inside this 300-page uh, bill, there is a provision that would allow the D.C. courts, some of the most liberal courts in America, they would be the ones to sign off on any future immigration bills and changes. Also, the way this bill is written, that President Trump, when he is reelected, yes, I said it, when he is reelected in, in November, would be forced to abide by this, this legislation. That's what we're talking about here. Something stinks to high heavens, and shame on Senator James Langford, shame on him for betraying the American people. I'm going to make this super simple. I don't care if it's one person, I don't care if he says, we're going to allow one person today to come across our border, then we shut it down. No, sir. The number we're looking for is zero. I mean, it really is that simple. Zero. Nada. Zilch. A big goose egg, sir. That's what we're looking at. No more. If you want to reform immigration, have at it. But let's start with the people that are trying to come here legally. Can we do that? Can we all agree to do that? All right, let's go to the phones here. Diane in Idaho watching us on Newsmax 2. Hi, Diane. What's on your mind? Hi. It's time to shut the trains down. Close them at the border. It's bad enough they're walking across. Too many on the trains. they got to do something. Diane, what do you think they're doing here? Why do you think they're coming across? They're coming to this country because Biden invited him, the imbecile that he is. 
it's a frightening thing, Diane. And and I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of paying the bills for these people. Diane, appreciate that call, and thank you for watching Newsmax. By the way, this story out of New York, where Eric Adams is launching a $53 million pilot program that's going to provide cash to illegal families currently living in hotels, which, by the way, the hotels are being paid for by your tax dollars as well. Uh, The mayor telling the New York Post that the uh, illegals need the money to buy culturally relevant food. In other words, they need to, uh, the, I guess they need to, to buy what? Fortune cookies? Bugu guy pan? Some gorditas? Some burritos? By the way, this is only a pilot program. So if it works out, more than 150,000 illegals that are now living in New York City will be eligible. And the price tag we're looking at here for the housing and the food is $12 billion over the next three years. And this is all coming out of your pocketbook, ladies and gentlemen, every single penny. Meanwhile, uh, many of the hardworking people in Queens and Staten Island, those people are living paycheck to paycheck. They're going without. You think they've got money to, to, to squander like that? I'm sure they would love to go out to eat. I have no doubt about that. I'm sure that many of them would love to have a credit card, but maybe they don't have good credit. I'm sure they would love to be able to stay at one of those fancy hotels in New York City, but they don't have the money. Instead, our government, ladies and gentlemen, is shoving aside the American taxpayer, and they're bringing in our replacements, these illegals who will be reliant upon the federal government for every single thing they need in life. And I don't think that's right. All right, let's go to Kurt in Michigan, watching us on Newsmax 2. Hi, Kurt. What's on your mind? Oh, hi. Uh, I just uh, want to reiterate, I can't believe uh, Senator Lankford would come out and support this bill. And it just ratifies what we've been. I I never thought of Senator Lankford as a a rhino, but for heaven's sake, it just ratifies what we're saying. This is what we got. The first thing we've got to do is get rid of the... I don't know if you played uh, Senator, or not Senator, but House uh, Member Scalise's comments, who said the bill was uh, DOA when it reached the House. But uh, you know, he said, uh, in a, he said that the, they're not telling us that there's five thousand illegal immigrants that are going to be allowed under the bill, and auto, automatic work permits and asylum uh, to the asylum recipients. It, it just, it certainly is. Uh, what he said, it's a, you know, an invitation, uh, you know, for illegal immigration. We just need to stop, certainly, the uh, the flow over the border. And I can't imagine anybody supporting 5000 a day. That's just, you know, incredible. And, and and the way that legislation is written, Kurt, it's, it's 5000 or more a day. So, uh, and again, we're not even talking about the people that are getting across that uh, nobody really knows about. And uh, who knows who knows how many uh, people have done that. Uh, Kurt, appreciate that call, and thank you for, for uh, watching today. All right, uh, we've got to take a break here, folks. Head over to our website, and I want to encourage you to get yourself a special edition of my brand-new book. I'm going to be personally autographing and inscribing uh, copies of Twilight's Last Gleaming. The information is up on the front page of our website, toddsterns.com. Now, 
This is a limited edition offer, so you need to go ahead and get in on this right away. Again, that's Twilight's Last Gleaming. Go to ToddSterns.com, and you will be able to order that special edition of the book. All right, hang tight, folks. Your calls. We're going to be going to Capitol Hill and talking to Congressman Andy Harris as well. Good to have you with us today, and welcome all of our viewers on Newsmax 2 as we simulcast this uh, last hour of the radio program. Our telephone number, well, lines are full, so if you're calling, just uh, keep dialing, and uh, you'll be getting a busy signal, but uh, you'll be able to get in. Right now, though, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We're honored to have uh, Congressman Andy Harris with us, who is a doctor, Navy veteran, and a member of the House Freedom Caucus. Congressman, good to have you with us today. Good to be with you, Todd. Well, Congressman, uh, the big story, uh, we're getting people's reactions to this border bill. And I'm telling you, the, the, the callers and the listeners of this program are pretty fired up and very upset over this. Uh, they should be. I've got to tell you, you know, a, a bill that legitimizes two million illegal immigrants a year. Uh, this is uh, this is unbelievable. This this would triple the amount of people entering the country legally every year. And it's just it, we can't tolerate we can't sustain this. We can't tolerate it. Our school systems, our law enforcement systems, they're they're at the breaking point already. This is crazy to do anything but close the border. Congressman, um, I, I'm, I think a lot of people are just very surprised at Senator Langford, who's been a pretty reliable conservative voice up on Capitol Hill. Um, the, the senator is out there still refuting all of the things you just said and accused people like you of spreading misinformation. Well, look, I, I, I know Jim Langford from when he was in the House. Uh, I, look, I, I appreciate that, that he tried and he worked hard on this, but uh, I've got to tell him, look, just do the math. Just on the asylum alone, it's 5,000 people a day times 365 days in a year is 1.8 million people. Totally legitimized, accepted into the country, given a work permit. This is just craziness. And uh, look, I appreciate he wanted to do something about the border. There's some people who think you have to do something and that anything is better than nothing. In this case, nothing is better than doing this bill. I was uh, looking at some of the um, some of the provisions, and uh, one of them that really got me, Congressman, and I'm a big supporter of the nation of Israel. I'm not a big fan of giving any of our tax dollars to any countries, whether it be Ukraine or Israel, when the American border has gone unprotected. Why do we want to spend money to protect their borders when we're not protecting our own? Well, this is what this is Speaker Mike Johnson's point. I mean, he has been saying for months now that uh, that unless this bill, uh, unless this bill includes real border protection, and it doesn't, this is not real border protection. We know what real border protection looks like because we passed HR two over to the Senate last year. Uh, you add that with some uh, metrics that allow us to enforce. HR2, because otherwise this administration just won't pay attention to that law like they aren't paying attention to current law. But you put metrics in there, then let's talk about whether or not we're going to help defend another country's border. But until then, again, like the speaker says, this is dead on arrival in the, uh, in the, in the House. And, uh, you know, uh, Majority Leader Scalise has said it's not coming up for a vote. Now, I want to play some audio. Uh, Chuck Schumer is out there, and he's, he's basically threatening uh, the American people saying if if we don't if we don't pass this 
then your sons and daughters could actually be fighting a war in in Ukraine. Are are you buying into, well, you know, let's take a listen to this audio, and then I want to get you to respond to it. Cut six. You've said that you worked very closely with Leader McConnell on this, this bill, now that we see what's in it, seems to be as bipartisan as it gets. Why wouldn't this, why wouldn't both sides really want this to go through? Well, it's a great question, Mika. Look, it took a long time, four months of arduous negotiations. They fell off the tracks a whole bunch of times. I had to be on the phone even at midnight saying we've got to keep going. Why? We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine... Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. If we don't help Israel defend itself against Hamas, that perpetual war will go on and on and on. If we don't help humanitarian aid to the starving Palestinians in Gaza, hundreds of thousands could starve. And the border, everyone has said it's chaos. A speaker, you just saw Speaker Johnson. He said it's mm-hmm. chaos. We have to do something legislative a few months ago. But what has happened, in answer your, to que- your question, so this is crucial for America. It's a turning point. History is going to look over our shoulders and say, did we rise to the occasion? To his credit, Mitch McConnell did. Okay, let me jump in here. So, so Congressman, uh, you, you heard Schumer there saying, hey, I mean, it's basically a threat. You're either going to do this or we're going to have to send American boys and girls over there to, to Ukraine. Uh, I, I I don't see it that way. Uh, look, th- that's ridiculous. Uh, you know, one has to ask Chuck Schumer, if that's true, then why does this have another $58 billion above the Ukraine spending in it? I mean, this is not just about Ukraine. And on, and on that point, you know, most people feel that if we were, if we were to agree to just militarily, just use, to give military aid, uh, it would be on the order of 10 to 15 billion. That's all. And, uh, again, that, that, uh, uh, and, we, we could easily find money to pay for it somewhere else in the government. That's what we did for Israel. If Chuck Schumer is so in, uh, concerned about Israel, why didn't he pass the bill uh, last November that we sent over to the Senate uh, with, with, with being paid for by hiring fewer IRS agents? Uh, I guess he just doesn't think Israel is that important. Uh, again, there are a million other ways to do this. They chose to have a $118 billion unpaid for bill. And uh, again, with a 2.4, uh, 24, uh, what am I saying? 2.4 trillion dollar annual deficit, a 34 trillion dollar federal debt. Chuck Schumer is sending over 118 billion dollars unpaid for, just purely put on the government credit card. We can't do that anymore. We just we can't afford to do that. That's the real threat to America: is our debt and our deficit, which this bill only makes worse. So, Congressman, uh, we heard uh, we heard Steve Scalise. We've heard from the Speaker dead on arrival. What happens next? Well, it remains to be seen whether this can actually make it out of the Senate. Uh, apparently, they're taking a big procedural vote on uh, Wednesday. Uh, they have to find enough Republicans who think that this is a good border deal. Uh, there, there are some uh, liberal Democrats who, of course, uh, don't want to aid Israel, don't want to help the uh, uh, help Israel. Uh, so they may they may not have the votes in the Senate. And with regards to one thing Chuck Schumer said, uh, with regards to this humanitarian aid for the Palestinians, uh, I don't recall us giving humanitarian aid to uh, Nazi Germany during the war or to Japan during the war. We only did it after they were vanquished. That's the way America should do it. First, you defeat the enemy. 
then you send in humanitarian aid once they are completely defeated and Hamas needs to be completely defeated. Congressman, what would you tell voters um, looking at, at the Senate right now? Any, it, In my estimation, any Republican who votes for this deserves to be primaried. What say you? Well, look, again, uh, I know Jim Langford. I'm, I'm sure he did his best. Uh, but, you know, when you deal with the Democrats, it, honestly, it's like dealing with the devil. Uh, and the devil is in the details. The details of this plan are not good. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get nine Republicans. Uh, they probably need 20 to uh, to offset some of the Democrats that are going to vote against it. I don't know if they get there. And uh, those yeah. those Republicans are going to have a lot of explaining to do about why they uh, agreed to a border bill that keeps our border open. And that's not our words. That's uh, the words of uh, Senator Murphy from Connecticut who said this this bill keeps the border open. All right. Well, Congressman, appreciate your frankness. And uh, let's see what happens on the Senate side. I know uh, our listeners are lighting up the phones up on Capitol Hill. Uh, what about in your office? Have, have, have you been getting calls from your constituents? Oh, absolutely. They are just furious about what's going on in the border, and they understand that this bill doesn't make it any better. In fact, it makes it worse. All right. Well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. We appreciate the great work. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you. All right, Congressman Andy Harris, everybody. Look, um, he didn't say it, but I will. Any Republican who supports this needs to be primaried. And, And, folks, it is going to be a long and arduous task but we have got to root out the rhinos in our own party. I mean, it really is that simple. And, and Senator Langford, for him to come out here and still defend this is just beyond me. I mean, we can all read, right? It's, I mean, come on. All right, uh, let's take a couple of calls before we have to run to break here. I want to go to David in Texas, who has a theory um, about why these young men are coming into the country. David, you are on the air. Hi, Todd. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for asking. Uh, these these men are military age. They are um, they're coming. It's a true invasion. Uh, at worst, at the very least, they are uh, UN troops. And uh, the, the, you don't take your family to war. That's why they're all single. That's a good point, David. They're coming across that border. And again, the the that we've been told they're escaping war-torn countries, but why would they leave their their wives? Why would they leave their children at home if that's the case? Because they're coming to war. That's it, David. I'm afraid you're right, and and it concerns me greatly. I, I wonder, David, do you think the country is prepared for multiple attacks in multiple cities around the nation? No, they're not. They're not prepared. David, appreciate that call. That is a very sobering statement right there. And and he's right. I don't think we are ready. I don't think we are ready. And the next 9-11 style attack will not just happen in one or two or three cities. It will be across the nation and it will be chaos. And the question is, are we ready to deal with something like that? All right, let's go to... Um, Let's go to Loretta in Rhode Island watching us on Newsmax 2. Hi, Loretta. What say you? I say the reason why these people are being allowed into the country illegally is for the medical industrial complex, which means that all the health care that's going to be provided will be paid by the taxpayers, 
My children who have plans of their own uh, are paying astronomical amounts of money for their own medical plans. They were all born and raised and working since they're 16 in America, Americans. But no, they cannot have free health. So the medical industrial complex, the budget for them is actually higher than our defense budget. Okay, and I believe that that's what that whole gender surgery thing is too all about. It's because they're not doing anything for the children. The people that are making the money are the people that are supplying the the, the, the procedures that are training the surgeons, the surgeons that are performing the surgeries. So we're being distracted by a lot of things, but don't ever be distracted. Know for a fact that people are making serious money including the industrial medical complex. Loretta, I want you to think about this for a moment. Not only that, but when you get, and and again, since Biden was elected, we've had almost 10 million illegals flooding into the country. You're looking at wages plunging across this nation, and that will impact everybody because you better believe these businesses, these companies are going to hire the cheap illegal alien labor. Well, you know who else is making money? The other people that are making money is the automobile industry because these people are coming in three, four, five in their families. That means three, four, five thousand. You don't have to pay for a hotel or anything else. So you can go to the brand new car dealership and buy brand new cars. And how I know that is by when I went down to Florida for my daughter's wedding, I was at the Wawa and I thought I was in a third world country. But everybody had a brand new Lexus, a brand new Range Rover, or a brand new something. They spoke not one word of English. And I looked at the, um, the the sales for automobiles for the last three years, and they certainly have gone up each and every year. So the big businesses are making big money, Walmart, Kmart, everybody. They're in there shopping galore because they have the money to do so because they have the food stamps to go in to buy the food. So they have that money that comes in through Social Security that they can go and buy clothes and this and that. More than I can buy, more than my children can buy, and yeah. And we are in trouble because we cannot sustain this, this their lifestyle. All right, Loretta, great comments. Wise woman right there, ladies and gentlemen. Loretta from Rhode Island, thank you. Uh, folks, we've got to take a break here. Again, 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Well, I... Wow. Um, I, I feel like I need to go to the window in our palatial broadcast bunker and, and look outside to see if pigs are flying because uh, we've got a miracle, ladies and gentlemen. Al Sharpton, the man who cosplays as a reverend, uh, just told Senator Chris Murphy on MSDNC that America is getting invaded. Wow. Even Big Al says, hey, we got a problem here. You know why? You know why? Because Al Sharpton gets it. His constituency, they are the most impacted by what's happening at the border right now. That's what's going on. All right, let's go to uh, Tom in Pennsylvania. Hi, Tom, what's on your mind? Hi, Ted. Well, you know, uh, the border's on my mind like it is everyone else. Unfortunately, it isn't the only national security problem that we have uh, America faces today. I think everybody's well aware of that. Uh, the other thing is, is I have a problem with our representatives, our politicians in Washington who support this bill, uh, you know, as far as money for the Ukraine and uh, Israel and the border. 
saying that uh, they're not not for it, but they respect their colleagues who support it. If they don't have fall in with your uh, religious views, uh, your your values, uh, I would say I have no respect for them. I may tolerate them, but I'm not going to say on one hand they're not doing the right thing, but on the other hand they're a really good guy. Uh, I, I just don't believe in that. Tom, that's where I was trying to, you know, we just had the congressman on, and and I get it. He likes James Langford. The senator's been a regular on this program. But the fact is, he has been pulled aside multiple times. He's been told behind closed doors that this is a horrible deal and that the Democrats are playing him. He didn't want to listen. So at some point, you just have to own it and say, you know what, Senator Langford, it's it's time for you to go back home and um, take up a church pastorate somewhere. He was a preacher before he went to the went into Congress. Tom, appreciate that call. Thank you for listening. Real quick, let's go to Frank WDUN in beautiful Georgia. Hi, Frank. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. It's all very simple. It's all being run out of Davos. And there are two kinds of folks thinking on this. They're the globalists and the nationalists. Hillary and her crew, the Obamas and the Bushes are all national, all, all uh, globalists, and uh, that's what it's all about. They're just causing uh, chaos in the world, and this is the effort to bring down Western civilization, and in order to do that, they've got to bring down the United States. Frank, I mean, it really is that simple, my friend, and, and I think you really summed up what's at stake here. And again, when we go and vote on election day, we have to, every single Republican in America has to get out and vote. And if we do that, ladies and gentlemen, we will win the day. I I truly believe that we will win the day. Frank, appreciate that call. Thank you for listening. Folks, uh, it has been a wild show. We're going to stay on top of this as the Senate debates what to do about this border bill. The House says it's dead on arrival So that's good news. We're going to keep you updated. And, of course, be sure to listen to this radio station. Be sure to check out Newsmax.com for all the latest information. It's been a great day, folks. Now, the TV show coming your way in just about three minutes. We're going to have a lot of fun. Great guests. So be sure to stick around. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.